0: Escucha, Listen, aprende, learn, y emprende. Launch. Bienvenidos al episodio 145 de Latino Founder Hour. Los saluda Edgar Navas, fundador de Clica. Yo le doy la bienvenida desde Amsterdam, Holanda, a Rafaela Cavalcanti, fundadora de Clock, que bueno, originalmente de Brasil, pero ahorita está en, en, en Amsterdam. How you doing, Rafaela? Buenos días o buenas noches.
1: Buenas tardes. Buenas noches. Buenas Buenas tardes.
0: Exactamente. (risa) Buenos días en la costa oeste. Buenas noches en Amsterdam. Tardes. ¿Cómo estás? Y
1: para todo el mundo que vuelve. Ya, bien. Gracias por la invitación. Mi español es muy malo, así que voy a cambiar para
0: inglés. Vamos a hacerlo in en inglés. Yeah. yeah, that's that, that's wonderful. Now, thank you so much for joining us and, and thank you for staying. We we didn't know that you were on that side of the of the planet. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about you know how you started Clock. Um, well, first of all, tell us you know your your first Brazilian guest, which we're pretty excited. I think we just yes. started to to cover the entire continent, so that, that that's always wonderful.
1: That is nice to be considered Latin America. Um, so you say, tell a little bit about Clock.
0: Well, no, first let, let's start from the beginning. Who, you know, yeah, how do you, you know, who are you know how, how you started who, your career as entrepreneur? Yeah, who's Rafaela?
1: Who's
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the person behind this wonderful idea?
1: Um, well, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. All oh, my mom. Yeah, my mamá, mi mamá, mi papá tenían tiendas en la calle, son tiendas pequeñitas, Uh pero sí fue muy bien, como en la década de ochenta, noventa. Y yo trabajaba con mi mamá en la tienda. Y trabajaba con distributors sellers, clients, and everything. And it was going super, super well. They were, like, getting famous in the city. um, Until they started getting um, robbed, Oh. Um, i guess a jealousy or something so they got robbed about 17 times altogether oh, wow. and um well that most of the times they would get robbed it would be with the the stuff they were selling and and so they would have to reinvest in the business in order to not allow the business to die and yeah, yeah you know like to put this keep back it down. afloat yeah yeah and and they went to banks in order to get loans for that but you know, when they were all good and fine, the banks were uh, client A, but once the, the bank saw that they were delaying a little bit, then no nothing more was given. And um, they had to go for the last option, which was at the time, loan sharks. Yeah, usureros, usureros. Home, yeah. you name it. And um, well, that was the last option. So the store did not die, but then my parents got in a debt for like 10 years. Oh, Because wow. the, uh, the they were just
0: paying interest. Yeah.
1: It's 7,000%. And, wow. and it's just, uh, I mean, then I grew up, I was 10 at the time, and I grew up with the, the the background, not background, like around me with the long sharks and learning about it, not because I wanted to, but uh, learning how they walk and how they deal, how dangerous they are. But I also learned um, how um, they. They are there because the people search for them. They look for them. You know, because it's not like. Need. They, yeah. yeah. They don't go and knock your door and say, Do you want the money? It's people go after them. Yeah. And, and so I learned all that. And then I left Brazil because I was like, Oh, this is too dangerous. Um, I don't want to live in this because it was right after all the robberies.
0: Okay. And,
1: um, and then I went to, to the US. Um, okay. Then I went, uh, I started to be a business development. So to create companies and grow into other countries. And then I moved to India. I worked in India for a couple of months. And then oh, I moved wow. to China, and then I worked in China for a couple of years. And then from China, I moved to the Netherlands, um, where I did a master, and then also work in the Netherlands. And then I was telling this story um, to my co-founder now, um, how it is in Brazil and how long sharks are so in- strong and then he's like, this is insane. Like in the Netherlands, you pay two percent interest rate a year. Why would you pay seven thousand percent? And then I, I actually started then realizing how loan sharks are just there because there's a need. Yeah. And then yeah. And then, well, and, then yeah.
0: and there's a void. And and, and, and why they can I think the answer is because they can. Because they there's no regulation and there's a void. So somebody has to it's a vacuum, somebody needs to fill that void
1: it's unfortunately is a truth it's 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 a reality that most all the people almost nobody knows if you never needed them correct so yeah like i talk to other people and they don't know this is a reality and they they yeah and then you have to explain how it works um, but uh, so i told my co-founder and my co-founder, my co-founder was like i have done a behavioral credit score model for indonesia so what if I build a behavioral credit score model that can access people not based on how much money they have, but based on how they behave. And you build the huh. business because I, you have the experience of yeah. building this. And that, that's how uh, it's a little bit of my background. So it's a little bit on how that impacted opening clock.
0: That's interesting. So, I mean, it just came out. I mean, you've always been, been passionate because you've been affected by that, you know, for, with your family. So that, linger on for years and years so it, it was just there for you to, to to solve at some point maybe
1: yeah maybe it was just there and then the worst part is still to be honest is that my mom never wanted to close this door um because of, i don't know like she said i'm not gonna close because of them and i'm gonna keep it open but never really went that well so she's still in the same neighborhood that's still dangerous uh, it's a like a low-income neighborhood and then I cannot tell anyone that she's my mom, and I'm doing this business because it can be dangerous of for course. the loan to go there. And It's oh. like, oh, now you are giving money to people. I mean, we giving access, but they they would not. They would think like you are giving money to people, so you have a lot of money.
0: Give yeah. me your money.
1: I don't. I don't want to do that.
0: No, no, no. I, I completely understand the the risks of, of you know entrepreneurship. You can it can make it look like bigger than it yeah. actually is in the beginning I, 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 that I completely see, you know, and it's not uh limit to Brazil. I mean, we, we we hear the same stories throughout Latin America. I
1: mean, yeah, it's, it's a big thing. Also, Colombia, Peru, Mexico, um, Mexico, Argentina. Mexico, Argentina. Yeah. Argentina, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So we gotta, we gotta fly low sometimes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I try to, to make clock, um, not connected to me directly, even though like it's something that I'm building and I love what I'm doing. But then uh, I, I try to not do like videos of me with the clock or PR where I'm doing a lot of that i try sometimes it happens but i try
0: yeah no but 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 it's true i mean you know that you have here a dilemma that like you're the front face of the company and that's what sells you know this the personal story but now you're like well i can't sell my personal story because i put my family in danger
1: that was one of my first dilemmas it's still like in my mind like how can can i be the face of the company if i cannot be the face of the company
0: Correct, for security and um, very valid points. Absolutely, I, I see. So how do you navigate those waters? How, how do you navigate around that?
1: Um, well, when I'm at home with m- at my mom's house, i'm just another person <laughs> yeah i have a pack of clothes you know that's uh, i mean my mom is in my neighborhood and i'm i'm the person that helps my mom in the store and when i go to sao paulo to meetings and it's just another person and and it's like that it's a two-person uh, life
0: oh but, but but that's good because you're 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 able to kind of like at least separated, you know, with uh, with geographical you know, completely yeah. different cities, different set of people, and yeah, as as long as you don't end up in the in the news it's like, oh look, Rafaela. <laughs> no, but it, and so 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 you you were working in the corporate world, um, traveling, you know, getting those yeah. you know very rich experiences, and you probably saw a lot of similarities in these countries, China and India oh. as well. Yes. Uh, again, then you go to the Netherlands; it's the complete opposite spectrum.
1: You but, know that Netherlands is also it's the issue, actually. So when we had the idea, I was still living in the Netherlands. And then um, we chose Brazil because I knew more about the market and the market is much bigger. So we're talking about 220 yeah. million people. Um, like for this niche specifically in Brazil, we have 680 million people. So it's perfect to start. But then we were invited to start in Poland. And there is also a big market in Spain and in mm-hmm. Portugal. So it, the problem is everywhere where banks are just analyzing people based on the bank movements, on, on, on the amount of money that they have, the, the stable income they have. So if, if any country in the world analyzes people based on traditional data, financial data, the problem is going to exist.
0: No, and, absolutely, and and that's that was my follow up question because we know, so we have patterns of immigration. You know, we're passionate about immigration us because that's who we are, uh, but we see this the same in Spain and every country is going to have that migration. And you have yeah. and where you have migration, you have that whatever the banks or financial institutions call, which is the secondary market. You know, that the, the yeah. people that do not qualify for regular credit loans, etc. So. I, I see this product. I mean, maybe I don't know if you saw it in the Netherlands as well. Of like, if there's a large migrant community, say, while well, there's even though it's a smaller country, some a smaller subset, this is still a problem that that can be solved.
1: I in the Netherlands, uh, the government is quite controlling. If it happens, it's um, under the covers. And, and oh. I would not know in that sense. But I know that um, I um, the migration is, is starting, like, stronger, um, but uh, it's a little bit more controlled in here. Um, so I, I, I here, actually, I don't know. But yeah. I know in Spain, Poland, Portugal, uh, Italy, uh, it's, it's still very strong.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. I certainly, so. yeah. And, and again it just follows those, those patterns of the underrepresented uh maybe sometimes underbanked or underrepresented represented in the banking uh system so again that that's when you have to you know find for the alternatives and and going back to to something that you just mentioned with the banks it's like I think it's a flawed system that the banks they usually throw themselves at you when you have money and you have things of so, well, well I don't need yeah. you right now I need you maybe to create more wealth but when I need you to create someone's like, no, you don't because you have poor credit or you don't qualify. It's like, well, it's like, so, so you offer me when I don't need you, but when I need you, you don't.
1: And they also offer you at the worst timing. They just, on my personal account in Brazil, I get a lot of pop ups or like emails on Christmas here, get a loan to buy Christmas gifts. Why would you incentivize people to get a loan, to pay interest, to buy gifts? It's because it's, it's
0: just debt. A, oh, debt.
1: Exactly. It's it's yeah. not it's it's for no reason good for the clients. So they are they never have the client as the best interest.
0: Absolutely it's not. Just, no, yeah. I mean obviously I mean their bottom line is like how do, how can I get you in debt to I mean make more money. Essentially. Exactly. I I mean I remember back in the 2000 before the financial meltdown uh, I lived in Italy for a while and I remember the banks in Italy, the big posters outside, it's like, get a loan, go on vacation. I like yeah. they literally throw money away. Just <laughs> like you said, not, not not to build equity or to invest. No, go on vacation. And and the, the banks, I was just like, wow, they were looking, they were looking more like a travel agency because they'll have Ivisa. you know, yeah. get your loan to, to, to go to like, are you travel agents or a bank? And they're like, well, and, and look where, where it got us, you know, people got into debt, you know, we yeah. went into financial meltdown and they still make money because they got rescued. So all the banks know the
1: they, government help. They have and government help.
0: Yeah.
1: The only one that suffers is the clients. And then later on, governments are asking, oh, you know, how can we solve the issue of financial education? That is so bad. It's like, who put the people here? It's like, who's giving credit like crazy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, well, so, so you have this mission uh, and you start obviously in Brazil because that's where, you, how difficult it is just to, to being able to do this yeah. um, remotely, you know, to, to, to being split yourself between Europe and Brazil. Well,
1: remotely is not an issue. I mean, three months there, three months here, three months in Sao Paulo. I went to Mexico last year as well. Um, remote is... Um, Everything is online, so it doesn't matter where I am as long as I have the computer. Everyone in the company is also remote, even before Corona. So we have uh, developers marketing in different countries. It's just the best people. doesn't matter where you are. If you have a computer, it's good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Brazil is uh, something unique in a way that we were the first ones that are trying to create the behavioral credit score model. And um, then we had to start... like scratch scratch and people learning that this is something possible so we get uh, from clients like heart emojis loves videos on how we trusted them that nobody trusted them and this is the first time they get a loan on a formal institution and how they invest in the business and they send photo of the business or how happy they are so it's, it's super super nice and um i guess that's one of the reasons why we're growing so much, we haven't done any marketing, but we're growing like every new client brings another five ones. And yeah. that is just without any benefits. They just do because they know they should help uh, someone they know. You know, it's it's just. No, absolutely.
0: Club. It's word of mouth is the best client is the yes. best marketing campaign. But yeah. So, well, and, 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 you know, I have a couple of other questions, but, you know, I wanted to just go recess. Like, how, how do you, so you have this idea and then you had a co-founder in the Netherlands. How do you start it? Did you guys fund it? You know, the, the beginning of your, yourselves, did you, 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 you know, raise some round of with family and friends. How, how do you guys just like, okay, let, let, let's leave our jobs. This yeah. is it. Or how was that process?
1: The the family and friends is, is nice it's nice because I find it a very American thing. I mean, who has family and friends rich to to found your company and just exactly hey, yeah you. here's
0: five thousand or ten thousand twenty yeah.
1: Um, we, we we have done ourselves and I left my job. My co-founder kept on working so to to get money into the company. But we were very lucky that we made it into a startup Chile in Chile.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're an alumnus of Startup Chile. Tu muy
1: malo Chile Okay, so uh, uh,
0: shout out. You know, I'm a fan of Startup Chile. We've had a a, a, a lot of thing. alums, and uh, I've heard you know nothing but the greatest things. So shout out to them.
1: They they are super helpful. Not just for the money, um, the people there they are supportive, um, presenting with the partners from all of South America. They are trying very hard to make you grow. It's not just uh, grow as fast as you can, but it's grow well. Uh, I I really liked uh, my time in there. And Chile is an amazing country. It's beautiful as well. So it was all good.
0: It was good stuff. Yeah. No, that's good. So, so two years, you know, the the full program and growth, and, you know, that was your seed. And then it was the seed
1: money that we had. And then from there, um, we have. Just our, ourselves again, but the, it's, it's, I'm not getting paid, so I'm, I'm living on the minimum and uh, my co-founder is still part the time, so he still puts the money whenever needed uh, for costs. Yeah. And um, we basically kept the same team. So we were three people, developer, business, and data uh, for the algorithm. Uh, and that it was like it for about two uh, two years and a half. Okay. So, well, because it's a very small team and everything is tech online, scalability does not require a growing team that fast. So we were able to grow without growing the team.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And again, launch your first um, uh, iteration of the product. How do you validate the product? You know, so like, okay, this is our first version or MVP. How was that, like, and what results did you get out of that?
1: Yeah, the VP was was horrible. <laughs> it, it had so many crashes. Um, basically, it was just, well, it's an app, And then um, in our case, there is no first validation like a normal product because yeah. we are developing an algorithm and the algorithm learns with the data. So I see. even if it would be 90% wrong, it just means that it has a lot more to learn and then time will just teach the algorithm to learn. So um, we just had it uh, in alpha and people would do the mouse to mouse sharing. And basically the validation is do people come back after they pay uh, the loan, the nano credits? And is the default lowering? Because we're developing the behavioral uh, credit score model. Then default is a very important thing. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the default is lowering. So from the first months, uh, we had about 40% default. But now we have around 7% uh, nominal defaults. Wow. So that shows in two years uh, how much the algorithm has learned. Yeah. And And then about the the clients coming back is whether they like the product. Um, We have today, so two years of being in the market, we have today a 0% churn. So every client that has ever got a loan, not right away, but they come back within six months whenever they need and we don't incentivize them to get loans, but if they need it, the they, they will be Yeah,
0: that is fantastic. That's the, 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 I mean, this speaks highly of you know of the product. So now, now and, and what you know what's uh, what's the value proposition or, or or how's the business process you know behind it? Yeah. So are you effectively issuing loans? or Are you connecting with lenders?
1: So the idea clock is a B to B to C. Uh, so we are a platform so the algorithm is a connector between the client and the bank uh, but for the client they only see clock so they only see okay. the clock app they don't they are not it's not a marketplace like they are connected to multiple optional bank no they only see clock and then they only talk to clock um, the idea, the, the main idea of clock is that they get the first access to credit it's a very tiny value we call it nano credit. And um, the nano is supposed to be used for nano investment. Okay. So our focus is informal entrepreneurs, so people that have tiendas, uh, small shops, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, like very simple. And we wanted them to grow. So what we want to do is that we give that first small nano credit. Once they pay back, they could get a little bit higher and a little bit higher. And the process should take a year, and then they can build a credit history. So with a credit history, we could bridge the client with another bank, institution or something that would give a lower interest rate or other products. So then you can think about insurance, you can think about um, tiny investments or stuff like that that can help the client. Because if people think like oh, financial inclusion is just opening a bank account, but uh, it's way more than opening a bank account. And then we try to do
0: that and and part of that education as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. we We have a lot of um, nudges. At, now it's still very difficult to call financial education because even okay. what people have developed of financial education has not been yet proven to really educate people on finances uh, for this niche. So what we focus is on very tiny pieces of information at the right time. and um, helping them, to make better decisions if they would not think by themselves. And I'll give an example. Okay. Um, for example, Christmas, we don't give long Christmas because that's probably going to be for the gifts.
0: Yes, that's exactly. That's something that doesn't have a return, high risk.
1: Probably it's not going to be an investment on the 24th of December, no. no. <laughs> and the same for Carnival, very strong in Brazil, people go very,
0: <laughs> so uh. we
1: don't, uh, we, we just send a very tiny piece of message saying, we're not doing this now, if you still need it after Carnival, we will be here, and, and uh, this is taking the decision for the clients.
0: Correct. Oh, wow. that, 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 that That's it. But, but do you give them the decision also? Why you with the transparency? like, hey, exactly. because, we, because we know you're irresponsible and we no. tend to be, I'm <laughs> not, in, not in those words, but we know, we know what carnival is. you We know Christmas. So like, we're not going to extend credits right now.
1: We, we are transparent. We're not that direct. <laughs>
0: I'm a little bit more blunt sometimes, you know, when we're like, (laughs) I know, I've been there, so I know what you're doing, so I know what you're going to do, so we're not going to participate in this thing.
1: No, yeah, Uh, so we we take those decisions, Um, we send some nudges, Um, we give discounts if they pay um, five days, ten days before the payment, so they can remind themselves, there are lots of uh, things that we do. To think for them. And we hope that these tiny messages, that this more information can uh, teach them what would be the best for them, right?
0: Yeah. 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 No, wow. that is, That is fantastic. And, and you, are you incorporating any artificial intelligence in that learning algorithm or...
1: Uh, for the nudges, is is just a lot of uh, uh, there, there are a lot of articles and books about nudges, and that's where we're learning. Um, but for the algorithm, yeah, it's it's okay. uh, it, it's learning on itself. It's uh, it's automatic. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, because you know th- this is an interesting platform. It it works very similar to what we do, B two B two C. Uh, yeah. Which is exactly that. So it's just an, an interface between two customers, but on the back end, it's literally just a B2C. Uh, yeah. So, so, so very, I mean, very similar model. On And if, uh, curious about the nano credit. Have you seen that? Um, have you seen that nano credit, that availability on that product? as as a as a springboard of other people to say, like, look, I I may, you know, I want to try this. It, has that been one of the secrets for your success?
1: For the client point of view or for the company Yeah, for don't...
0: the for the client point of view. Do you think oh, that yeah. incentivizes to say like look, yeah, okay, I'm gonna ask for something little and then I'll ask for the bigger one and and, and continue building that history.
1: You know what is what is funny in this point is that the, the, the reason why we decided for nanocredit credit is because we don't want to uh, fight with any bank, any financiera, nothing. Okay. They always start at 500 uh, reales, eh? reales. So they start at 500 and it's like, you know what? We don't want to fight with them. We don't want to be like... Uh, smashed by a big bank or anything. So let's start at a point that nobody's doing. And then we, we went to the value that is very low, but it still can make a difference. And okay. that's why we say it's an credit for non-investment. Um, and another point is that it's so small that anyone that wants to pay can pay. Because then there is no reason to default. If it's such a small value and you yeah. default, then your behavior shows me something, right?
0: Yeah, then correct. Then can learn. Okay. Now, and, and who funds that first 500 reais? Uh, I, I mean, are you, you, do you have a, a financial institution behind or are you guys funding it?
1: The financial institution, we, we cannot give loans ourselves for the legislation. Okay. Okay. So that's why we are B2B2C.
0: Okay. And and well, and that, that comes to, to my follow up question. How do you get financial institutions behind or who, yeah. you know, I don't know if we can mention names or not, but, you know, they say, here's the first one is a big one. And, and they believe in this because I'm sure, you know, banks are very risk averse. You know, yeah. they don't like they new things. They don't like yeah. new things. Yeah. And, they, and also <laughs> they don't move fast. So well, how do you get, you know, one of these on board?
1: You don't want to get all the bureaucracy. Probably would it take two years just to get one of the big banks to, to, to say yes. They they are afraid of this. There is a reason why they don't work with this niche is because they don't know. They think the niche is too risky. I did a talk to, to some of them and there's like, this is... This is not going to work, actually. That's what, what what I heard. This is not going to work. Yeah. They're not going to pay back. They're not going to pay back. That was one of the things. And then um, these people do not need such a small value. Uh, so these these are wow. two answers that are from you know people that don't know the low income. Uh,
0: well, I was going to say that they have absolutely no clue about this market. No, exactly. That, that, that tells you more about them than the client, yeah.
1: Exactly, because 150, which is the first value we give, it's probably the amount they'd go, you know, for dinner, lunch or something, and they they think that's nothing. But for someone that gets a minimum wage, that's a lot. Yeah. And and so um, we went for smaller banks um, after hearing these feedbacks, and some of them were still, um, like, averse to the idea. And uh, we, we found our partner, and the partner gave two reasons for partnering with us. One is that he wanted to see what it works. He was like curious.
0: Curious, okay. He wanted,
1: yeah, because they were in the business for like twenty-five years. Like, I want to do something social impact. I want to be part yeah. of this, build this with you. And the second point was, if it works, then you're gonna create a huge amount of leads that could be good for me. <laughs>
0: with with minimal risk or you know control exactly. risk.
1: Imagine okay. for a bank receiving so many leads with credit history all data. Absolutely, it, it's
0: just easy. Absolutely, I mean, you take away the blindfold that they get on on someone walking new and saying, like, "Well, is this guy going to pay me or not?" Well, if you already have a long history so, and that has been growing, like like you're doing from nano credit to inc- inc- yeah. incrementally uh, growing, that's I mean, that's what I would like to see. You know, the data behind that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it's very nice to see the, the years going by in that sense because companies that I talked to when I just had the idea are so crazy and excited about the idea that once... We literally just put it on paper that we were going to make it. I went to talk to the biggest bank in the country and like the, the biggest financial heads and said, I have this amazing idea. I think it would be perfect for you. And then I talked to a company who said no right away. But then just at the end of last year, they came on talk to learn more about it. So two years later, it's like, hmm, you are still there. You're, yeah. growing. Oh,
0: you're growing. Tell me more about this. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's it, sometimes that's what it takes. I mean, again, we're, we're seeing a lot of parallels when we t- started to talk to some big companies like, uh, who are you? I'm like, why are you here? They're like, no, no, no. Go away. And then two years yeah. later, I'm like, Hmm. I was like, look, look what you've done. And like, okay, tell me more now. Yeah. But so, and, and, and follow up question, how difficult was it? You know, how many doors do you have to knock on before you found this, uh, partner and say like let's you know let's do it uh let's do a trial and how that how how was that process
1: there were about 40 50 companies banks that i talked to Um, and after i found the one that went quite smooth actually the once i explained it was okay let's make the contract and then we are together until today and it's been working really well
0: Okay, so that, that that was just smooth, you know. Uh, you did your alpha and then your betas, and and everything's been going smooth. And then once you got the first one, it's easier to the second, third. Uh, and yeah, you
1: be, we already okay. heard proposals of the second, the third, but we're keeping with our first.
0: No, of course. I mean, you. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta get some loyalty from from
1: yeah.
0: the, the institution that that's saying, okay, right, let's take the plunge. If this works great, if it doesn't, well. Exactly. I
1: can continue. see on the point of view of the, of the finance state of the bank, it's, it's something new. It's a lot of risk. Yeah. If they were there first, I, I should only appreciate. And, and uh, I think that should be everyone with the first partners should appreciate and, and try to keep them uh, close and on the loop of development. Correct.
0: Well, and, and, and this, you know, I, I don't know, we don't know many people in Brazil, so we don't know how large a fintech or startup ecosystem is in Brazil. And have you seen anything with the banks saying like, uh, number one, alarms, These, you know, all these fintechs are coming out, disrupting, uh, like we've seen in the U.S. and Mexico and other, co- well, Europe, everywhere. Uh, companies that are moving way faster and are are they, you know, they they see us as a threat. But there's like, huh, maybe it's time for us to start working with these people and maybe you know do some acquisitions and etc. What what are you seeing down there?
1: I wish I had the numbers here, but I know for sure that 2020 was the biggest year for acquisition because oh, wow. exactly for Corona, a lot of banks had soon yeah. to be online and offer all the products online. So the way that they found to be fast was to just acquire just acquire uh, companies, and it was left and right, everything being in junctions and it was so fast. One month they they acquired two, three companies and wow. just trying to get uh, to not miss the market, you know. Like yeah. Corona was the best one to push. The
0: detonator. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that, that, that's something parallel to what we see. We're not seeing that many acquisitions here that that I know on, on the early stage startups. I mean, there are actually some, um, but yeah, and I mean, I'm just that, that, I, I curious because we, you're, you're our first guest from Brazil. We don't know what's going on. I mean, we've talked to people from all other countries and we have an idea what's happening in Colombia, Bolivia, Argentina, yeah. Chile, Mexico, but we have no data or, or no, no information on Brazil. And it's, I mean, well, hello, it's the largest economy in Latin America, it's the largest country. Yeah, I, I'm
1: not sure if Brazil is the first in fintech or Mexico is the first. Uh, but uh, Brazil fintech is I, I can see now. So Brazil is like just below Mexico uh, in fintech. But
0: no, but economy as a whole, I was thinking, yeah, the uh, economy yeah. as a whole is much like yeah. I mean, Brazil is a much larger country, so. Uh, that's why we say we, we don't have a barometer, you know, where is that at? And we know they have, you know, some really powerful institutions in Brazil. And, and when I want to say, well, what are they thinking in terms of, you know, these new tools and cryptocurrency? And I don't know if, you know, if, if you guys are doing anything in crypto or, or thinking about it.
1: On the, on the thing, the, the point about the banks, they are, uh, they were worried before because, you know, there's like eight, seven, eight banks that control the entire banking system um, so yeah they, they worried about new bank and and other big ones online that are coming of course yeah. um, it's, it's just they are trying to get out of it I think with open banking coming uh, which is coming they, they will be a little bit more in trouble. Because you know, like once you have someone twenty years, ten years with the same bank, all the data is closed with that bank, and with oh, open yeah. banking, that data will be able to be shared if the client requests. and to transfer. Then, exactly. So last year it started the GDPR of Brazil, so LGPD, yeah. and uh, with that data is now being handled better, and now open banking coming, and then the client will be handling the data and sharing. So now maybe, maybe that's gonna, you know, like pinch the the power of the big banks because then the client will just be shifting who is better. Doesn't matter if I'm with you 20 years. The other new bank here online is small company is giving me better rates.
0: I'm out, yeah, absolutely. So so right now in Brazil there's not a credit scoring system that's widely available or
1: they use the traditional one from Experian. which is used everywhere. Um, Most of the companies just use that.
0: Okay. So it is, but now you can just bring your whole history. Exactly. Okay.
1: Wow. Yeah, so it's not like in the US that you use use a credit card and then you have a credit history. It's not like that. It's it's just when you get loans um, or you have an account in a bank and with your income,
0: Okay. Well, he, here's more, more of the thing. It's not credit cards alone. It, it's just a, okay. h- your history, like, how much money you make, where you work, your employment. History. So it, it, it takes everything into account, you know, how many credit cards you have, you know, revolving credit. So it's it's, it's a little bit more complex than just using credit because it does encompass everything that you have in the, uh, financially open. You know, if you have a mortgage in your house or a car payment, okay. so it's just boom, you know. And, and again, you know, any changes on your income and also on, on your expenditures and that's how that thing moves
1: yeah that is the same in brazil
0: okay so it's the same company yeah but now th- th- this is a little bit more interesting because again we're going to a section of the of the population like you mentioned seven million under bank uh or, or more you know uh, potentially you're starting with just that segment of the uh, of the market and then just expanding it but do you have any plans i mean i see this formula when working everywhere i mean not only in brazil I yeah. mean, the, the the the. I think the behaviors are going to be the same, you know. So, do you have any plans for expansion?
1: Well, for sure, we have yeah. to. We start up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, I mean, we just training the, the 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 algorithm at the point that we we get a good default rate. I mean, and not uh, uh, acceptable by other countries by banks uh, default rate So the credit history can be useful, um, and then we think, yeah, like. We've had we, we've had invitation from Paraguay. We've had the invitation for Colombia already. Uh, okay. They they were like, "Can you already start here, even though your algorithm is not ready yet?" Because we want you to be like sooner there, and it's it's, it's better to focus. So we focus in Brazil first, make it uh, work on its own, and then indeed, once it's working and robust, then it's basically. We translate we fine-tune some behaviors are yeah. different and then we, we might need three months six months in a different country to learn the new behaviors um, that would be different from brazilian behaviors and and then we could move to a different country
0: okay yeah because i said everything that you told me it translates into mexico and <laughs> into into any other country in argentina yeah. So it's just yeah. like yeah, you could you could put every country. It's like okay, it's Spain. Yeah, I'm seeing it in Spain too. The chiringuito, like, well, the chiringuito tienda, it's just the same.
1: You know the the Mexico point is very nice because Mexico has already different country companies trying to do this. Okay. Uh, we were the first in Brazil, but Mexico had already maybe five or six companies trying to do this behavioral credit score model, but all of them charge very high interest rates, and
0: uh, oh. Okay.
1: I mean, then you have to ask yourself. Okay, fine, but how much are you really helping the 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 client at the end? And if yeah. you don't want to only to keep um, people on the loop, like get a loan, pay a loan, get a loan, pay a loan, and it's always in in that endless because they do very fast loans, right? It's like oh, okay, so it's just more.
0: Yeah, it's just more monetization of the loan so it's just yeah. another but the, the other co- other company that i know in the states that has uh but n- not an algorithm they they, they do uh loans is kiva loans i don't know if you're familiar with them oh,
1: kiva is amazing yeah
0: yeah and i i just know it's just an amazing organization but i was like wow it, it that just just like loans to the under um underrepresented Underbanked,
1: the under, bank yeah I, I really like kiva um the the I, I think the point that is a little bit could improve with them is that it takes a while for whoever is asking the loan to get the loan because they have created a process that is a little bit of crowdfunding, like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they put the story of yep. the people. And so if you are actually in need of a loan for a day or in two days, you cannot get that. It might take a week. Yeah. It's, it, it, you have to
0: build. Yeah. And,
1: and that's a little bit of a downside.
0: I mean, it's a different business model, but it's, it's very social, you know, it's wiki. Yes. Uh, but like you said, it's not immediate because it takes time to build the story and to get people yes. to fund the loan because it's not there. We're not talking about a financial institution, but it's like, wow, why can't you partner with, com- with institutions like that to amplify your message?
1: And they are doing that. I know that they are now Kiva itself is giving money or like uh, support capital. To companies that are giving loans to the low-income and underbanked, so they can faster increase uh, the reach.
0: Okay, I do have a contact through the startup network. Uh, if you, I will, I will make, I will make a loan, a note to 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 send you that you contact. You gonna
1: make a loan? <laughs> uh, not a
0: loan. <laughs> I'll make you <a> loan. <laughs> um but yeah so so because they're they're fantastic people and one of, actually one of our founders here a partner in the in the podcast uh he's uh one of their backers so i'll I'll ask him and make an introduction too because yeah i mean we, we all like to this is what we like to do connect fantastic people and, and so we can keep doing amazing stuff where can we find you in um in, in, in social media where can we find that? what can we do what would be your ask for you or for clock at this point what, what else can we do from you
1: gosh, you say, where where I find you in social media. And I'm going to say, I don't have Instagram. I don't have it. No.
0: <laughs> but it's, well, uh, the website is clock, a p p clock Yes, A-P-P.
1: clock.app is for clock. Uh, LinkedIn, everywhere, Twitter, it's clock.app. Um, for me, it's Rafaela Cavalcanti. or have LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> then um, what we're going through now is that... Um, This is the first time we're going to raise capital and then we're just getting ready to uh, meet possible investors and, um, well, someone that would be interested in joining us in in this path. And if anyone is listening, know someone that would be interested in joining us, then that that would be my ask
0: there's a a company that um they they, they're a vc investor small firm but but it's they're also focused on early stage um uh startups they're in the us they're actually here in portland but they specifically only fund startups in latin america so i'll and she's been on the the show so i'll i'll make the intro so you can talk to and she's a fantastic person so um uh but other than that yeah you know we if if i we we know there's other um founders from a startup chile that have gone on to raise capital uh you know that might be a good way also to to you know to to talk to an, another peer and say like how do you do it uh, there was one actually uh, from chile uh lot for you that comes to my mind uh colmar datlani she um Fund them. She's already Silicon Valley funded, even though she's in Chile. And now it's just part-time Silicon Valley, part-time Chile. So she's I found a success in doing that. So that might be another um, another good avenue just to talk to people. Like, how, how do you go? What's this process look like? What what to do, and what not to do?
1: Yeah, that, that's helpful because indeed, as a first-time raising, you get a lot of uh, yeah. You get to lose a little bit because you don't have the experience.
0: Correct. And that's what, you know, we, that's what we're trying to avoid, you know, share our experiences, what to again, yeah. what to do, what not to do eventually. So you also don't waste time because we also know who the people who, who cuts the checks and the people who doesn't. So, all right, Raphael. thank you so much for having to the show and coming to the show and you know, all the best of luck. Anything that we can do to help you, we're here and we're always going to be cheering for you.
1: I hope it is going to be nice to share information with people. And if anyone has more questions about the market area, just let me know.
0: Will do. Thank you so much, Latino Founder, our episode 145 with Rafaela Cavalcanti. Muchísimas yeah. gracias. Ciao. Ciao. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.